Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. This episode of the Supercast is brought to you by Venga CBD. Guys, we've got good news this week. A lot of people have been messaging us, talking about sleep. Um, they've been seeing the sleep product. Guys, guess what? I need sleep. You need sleep. We all need sleep. Sleep's great for athletes. Um, Venga's finally came out with their new product, which is the Venga Super Sleep. It's great. I love it. It's really interesting. And so just, I take so many different things here back and forth and I've tried so many different things. This stuff is interesting for sleep because it's jam-packed with all the stuff I've already used. Melatonin, CBT, and one new ingredient, Leah. The all-new cannabinoid CBN. Um, Ta-da! Known to specifically promote sleep. Um, in the all-new Vanga Super Sleep, you get all three ingredients. It's available now. Um, guys get online, order some, I know they had some issues with selling out immediately in the first couple of days. Um, but more will be in stock shortly. Um, best part about it in, in with the CBN is that there's no sleep hangover. Like you get, um, with other products out there, you'll wake up well-rested, refreshed because Venga's super sleep is all natural and works with your body systems to promote a great night's sleep. And as always with all Vanga products, this product is 100% THC free, non-habit forming. So you have no worries um, in taking this and any kind of drug tests or anything like that that you're facing. You can go to vangacbd.com slash sleep. Currently, there's an awesome bundle going on. If you buy the regular bottle of Vanga CBD gel caps, um, you can add a bottle of the Super Sleep for just $34. Um, typically, this product alone is 85 so it's an awesome deal that um, you can jump on now, and I'm not sure how long it's going to last. Uh, again, just go to vangacbd.com slash sleep to get all the details, and don't forget, all of our loyal listeners get 15% off with code BROCR. Um, that coupon code, though, however, is not applicable on bundles, so check them out. Check out their other products, vangacbd.com. Um, and as always, we thank them. Without further ado, let's kick it on over to the episode. And a fine howdy-do to everybody this Tuesday morning. I'm Jacob Bosecker. Good morning. I'm Leah Hensley. Welcome to the Supercast. It is raining and yucky here in Atlanta. What do you got going on there? It's about to get raining and yucky here in Indiana. Um, yeah, pretty much par for the course. Yeah. How, how have you been, Leah? Did you have a crazy weekend like me? I was busy this weekend. I feel like I did a whole lot of everything but nothing at the same time. I had 
birthday party, bike riding, house cleaning, you know, all the normal stuff about you. Uh, that's kind of where I was at too, but we also had the state track meet and for, for me, and I went on Friday. It's the first time I had ever been to the Indiana state track meet. How was um, it? You know, you sometimes forget what good looks like. Um, And we're going to talk a little bit about like that kind of turnover in the sport here later in this podcast. But, you know, when you sit down and watch four kids out of 50 run a mile in less than four minutes and 10 seconds, it's impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, we saw, I've been following, and this is entirely not, you know, related to OCR. So stick with me, people. But um, (laughs) a lot of people know and have been following my kind of antics this year of being a pole vault coach. And I've been helping my kids get, you know, around 11 foot, in some cases, 10 foot around there. I've seen boys all over our county ebb and flow. um, But I've been following my old high school, which Mm -hmm. he was the highest jumper in the state all year. Okay. Um, he's jumping up around 16 foot. Uh, and then we, we go to state and four boys get over 16 foot at the same day, including mm-hmm. this young man. Right. And then they raise the bar up to, and one of those boys was a sophomore. Now, if you're a sophomore in high school and you're mm-hmm. jumping 16 foot in the air, that's mm-hmm. impressive. That's damn impressive. You know, it's kind of, it's funny because you know, my daughter's been doing competitive cheer since she was four and we used to live in St. Louis and, you know, the gym she was at there, you know, they were big fish, little pond kind of thing, you know, sure, we thought, sure. thought you're special. And, yeah. We thought we were somebody and, and all that. And then we moved to Atlanta at arguably one of the top three gyms in the nation. I mean, this is a gym that people relocate for, not why we sure. relocate but whatever. Um, and then all of a sudden we're like surrounded by greatness where greatness at St. Louis is just mediocrity here. And it just kind of opens your eyes to, to seeing, you know, what else is out there. And I think that's part of the spirit of OCR, you know, being able to travel to these races that we go to and have such a national community where, we are able to race athletes from California and Colorado and absolutely the humble pie sometimes, you know, you know, and so we were sitting there and we eventually got up to 16 foot. We saw the sophomore give it four, four guys were at 16 foot. That's more than, yes. What's that? (laughs) I said, that's more than three Leah's. Yeah, that's yeah, more than three Leah's in the air. But then while that was going on, so my boy from, you know, shouts out to Will Staggs. He took second place, actually. Uh, and then first place from um, Hobart ended up clearing 16-6. But while that was going on, the high jump was next to it. And the boy was trying to break the state record of seven foot four inches. And he <laughs> barely missed it. I watched a man oh. jump seven foot in the air that night that's crazy. and clear it. You know, when you look at what these kids can do now and where sports have evolved from and, you know, oh, yeah, sub four minute mile, no big, you know, it's just it's amazing what the body is capable of doing and and the boundaries that that athletes are able to push now. It's it's awesome. 
it's pretty impressive. I, I'm just seeing that level of athleticism is just a very nice thing. Anyway, yeah. that was my weekend. Other than that, yeah. there were actual races going on this week. Yeah, we kinds of athleticism. Um, this past weekend, we had a couple things going on, but the two big ones that um, kind of drew the attention for people, um, we had a the second installment of the OCR tour for Bottle. Uh, Battle of the, the Battle Lions. of the Lions. <laughs> we had the second installment, the Imperium, I think they called it. Uh, they're all like, you know, real kind of gimmicky with each one. Last one was the the Complector, which was the Grip Course. So this weekend we had the Strength Course. Um, and shout out to the OCR Report people. They're doing a really good job doing live coverage of these races as much as they can um the signal was awful at this race venue and it was like nauseating watching the live feed at some time but other than that um it was a battle at battle of the lions um with it was just oh a, I see what i did there <laughs> it oh, was, it was a clever beat down of strength um, you know, and it was kind of interesting because we hear, we personally talked with Adrian and crew, um, several times about the difficulty in finding new and creative strength things. Um, typically people think of strength and it's, oh, carry a bucket and carry a sandbag. Um, but the battle people really incorporated some new new obstacles and new strength things, drags, a lot of drags, different kinds of lifts. They had um, the final obstacle, the end of the course. It was, okay, so picture, you know, those big giant wooden spindles that they use for like, I don't know, giant wires or something. I don't know, they're on farms. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, spools, big, big giant spools. Right. So they had these big spools and they built. I don't know. They're on farms. <laughs> <laughs> they Every farm I've ever seen has got one. It's just sitting there. Don't know what the hell it does. Exactly. Exactly. So they, they look like spools of thread, but with no thread on them. Okay. 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 So they had those and they were turned on its side like a wheel, you know? Yep. Um, yep. Then they built a hexagon frame around the circle. So it couldn't just roll on the circle. It was now yeah. a hexagon. And so you had to put a pole through the holes of the spool and push it. And it was like weighted down heavy. It was a simple thing, but it was, you know, it was innovative. It was, it was creative. Here's the thing that I feel right now, aside from other races and things going on this weekend, Mm -hmm. There are three people in the United States that are really pushing that local forefront of obstacle complexity and okay. driving, driving that aspect of the sport. It's Aaron, Aaron from Race Ready. Agree. Sid Morris. Yep. And our boy Hubie. Oh, see, I'm going to put Sam Abbott in that pile, too. Well, Sam, Sam, I've not seen a ton of new crazy stuff this year from Sam. But There's I was... I'm yeah. not saying I'm not saying Sam is not the forefront of that, but yeah, I'd put him up there at least with an honorable mention. But no, sure. I definitely 
definitely agree with your with your assessment of those. And it's it's interesting to see, you know, the sport has been around shoot a decade at this point. And, you know, how many different ways can you hang from something and how many different ways can you carry something? But these just mentioned um, along with their teams and everything are really starting to still come up with some new creative ideas. And um, one of the things they had, which looked brutal, they had a log drag. So Force 5 has a new grip they just released. It's an L fingertip grip. Yeah, it, I did see that. I did see it's that. A little piece of metal that's folded and it's it's meant for your fingertips. So Sid installed one of these on the end of a log and you had to drag the log just with your fingertips. Um so that would kind of suck. But yeah, that would suck. Well, it, here's the thing that I'm I'm I guess I'm happy for is we're seeing some of these mom and pops like this. Mm-hmm. or these um, Battle of the Lions really doing some innovative stuff like this. And I think it's, I mean, where other races right now, like Spartan or Tough Mudder, are just happy to put on an event, mm-hmm. you've got something like Battle of the Lions and Sid. And I really just want to give it to Sid. Like Sid's yeah. creating some stuff here that is wild, just well, wild shit. Speaking of Sid, they just announced yesterday, Hubie did, for those of you going to Indian Mud Run, breaking news, uh, the Battle of the Lion Boys, specifically Sid and David, are going to be partnering with Hubie as if Hubie needed any more help to make a course crazy, Um, but they will all be helping Hubie on that final decisions for that course. You know, just... It's that gonna race, oh, it's going to be a rodeo. I'm, I, I have said so many times, and everybody knows what I'm doing that, well, most people know what I'm doing that weekend. Um, and I'm so sad I'm not going to be able to be there. I've talked to Hubie yeah. and Alyssa and the whole team over there many times. And Yeah, yeah we've I, been partners with uh, them. It's going to be, uh, you know, talking about humble pie earlier, it's going to be like humble buffet, I think, served up at that race. But it's, it's you know, Hubie is, is very similar to Aaron. We talked to Aaron last week who made no qualms about saying he is making a hard course for the elites and he wants to push people. And Hubie is very similar in that boat. Very, um, very similar. So, you know, what they come up with is, is going to be amazing. But at battle, we had a, we had kind of a runaway on the female side. Um, we did. Our girl, Rachel Waters, we've had her on the show, a local girl down here in Atlanta, who is just crushing it this season. I don't think she's, she's great. I don't think she's been at a race yet that she hasn't podiumed this season. It's kind of amazing. But so she handily won by several minutes um, battle with um, Amy Magic Padgett coming in second and Conquer the Gauntlet Pro Randy Lackey coming in third. On the men's side, another friend of the show, Landshark, Brent Hastert, dominating on, on first place. And then uh, Van Tran in second and Andrew Potter in third. You know, it's one of those things that uh, we, we hear these names and stuff. I think we can really expect to see these kind of guys come out at OCR World Championships. And it's really okay. kind of setting the stage for things like that. And people, people excited for OCRWC. I'm yeah. excited for OCRWC, especially with, I, 
I loved Tahoe and the season that we had with Spartan Race World Championship out there uh, the past, you know, six years. But for me, I'm not interested in going to Abu Dhabi. Yeah, no, I'm I, um, eyes on on World Championships. And speaking of World Championships, uh, before we get into the next race of the weekend, um, shout out to um Rachel Ann and Adrian and crew who announced this past weekend change yeah that was yeah. great the futures, futures wave yeah the futures division is the name of the age group of 13 to 17 year olds um we have seen a lot of the races dropping their um age to to 14 to 13 I think some are even at 12 where sure. kids can compete on the adult course and um, OCR World Championships partnered up. I think it's, don't quote me, I think it's HelloFresh. It was HelloFresh they partnered um, with. That is, is partnering with them and sponsoring this wave to allow any 13 to 17 year old qualification standards have been waived like everybody else. <laughs> um, any 13 to 17 year olds that want to run in that future. Bring them out. And now race for free. So bring them. Let's have fun. It'd be awesome to see those kids fighting out there. Absolutely. You know, it's just such a great thing to see that and see see the future of the sport getting out there. Because, I mean, I know eventually I want my daughter doing some of that crap because now she's Dude. discovered she loves mud. <laughs> I saw that. I, my daughter used to love racing with me, and she was getting to the point where she was really getting good and running the adult waves, and then she became too cool for me. So That makes sense. <laughs> Curiously through other people's children now, but so, yeah, so that's coming up at world championships. The other big race we had this past weekend is, um, an oldie, but a goodie and on the Spartan circuit, um, the Ohio trifecta weekend, the Ohio trifecta weekend, some, some background for people here. It's been the longest thing. Um, you know, so many groups here from tough mutter, um, not from Tough Mudder, from Spartan and the local mud run crews here. Yeah. You had the Crazy Mudder Muckers. Um, you had corn. the Corn Feds back in the day before yeah. Strong as Oak. Even yeah. I'm going to throw back and say Team Ninja or the Midwest Vikings you had. Yeah, back Midwest in the day. Vikings were there, Midwest Spartans, you know. Ohio, Chicago Spartan. Yeah. Ohio Trifecta has always been a pretty big weekend. Um, for those of you who are not super familiar, it's basically all three um trifecta races the sprint super and beast all in one weekend and um, it was the second time they had ever done that yeah but the first time that they had ever done it in a day a trifecta day yeah yeah they don't do it in one day anymore but they do offer all three races although they also offer this time a, um an ultra as well as the um, trail and the trail so i saw people trail post 10K their quadfecta medals where they were doing the uh the trail in addition but um we saw some familiar faces and a lot of repeat uh podium people throughout the weekend so just running through real quick give people their credit so for the uh ultra men tyler veerman max Riemann, and joshua fiore all well-known ultraman and yeah. with hannah carta uh, Callie Seidel and Clara Slider. Um, moving to the Beast, now we see a lot of kind of repeats here. Men's side, Logan Broadbent, Chris Brown, and Michael Suazo. 
uh, females, Alex Walker, Casey Monroe, and Miranda Kilpinski. Those three names pretty much swapped all weekend. Um, moving to the super, men, again, Logan Broadbent on top, Jacob Klinker, D Dustin Livingood, and then women, same three, Alex Walker, Casey Monroe, Miranda Kilpinski. And then finally for the sprint, Logan Broadbent, again, making it a trifecta triple play. Logan had a good weekend. Yeah, good weekend. Logan had a good weekend. Uh, second place, Dustin Jacobson. And third, again, Michael Suazo. And then back on the girls, same Alex Walker. Again, also earning a trifecta triple play of first places uh, with Casey Monroe and our girl, Aaron Sanj. So, uh, Aaron Sunday I, makes me so happy to see her up there and really doing well for herself. But we, and is that all we have for podiums here? Because we can talk about that here in a second. So that's it for the, for the main elite races. Um, you know, we had lots of obviously age groupers and, and all sure. that. Um, but that was it for the, for the elite ways for the major four races. So we've, I feel as a sport, we've come to this point now where we're starting to see turnover in the sport in this new way. And the lights are on. People are racing again. And we just got done with a weekend mm -hmm. at Hildervat where, you know, we had all these athletes come out and, and run this race. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have something like Ohio where it offers everything, mm -hmm. but it's not paying as much. So nobody's really going to it, but you have, you have a lot of the local people like back in the day, normally at this race, you know who I would expect to be, see there. Hmm. is amy Paget? yeah she she made, she's out in kc yeah she drove past the ohio spartan she posted a picture driving past ohio to get to kc yeah and i think it's really showing us like this new kind of flavor to the sport new people that are coming in mm -hmm. new people that are kind of filling up that podium that's been here for a long time that i mean aaron aaron's a great gal she's i mean she is no like no no foreign name that we've talked about before. Yeah. She's not like a newcomer, but it's great to see her regularly hitting the podiums alongside with Alex yeah. Walker, who has been, you know, running that elite field for quite a while. It's, it's weird. It, I guess there's two different ways of looking at it. Like on one hand, you could say, you know, oh, it's a turnover and, you know, the older people are stopping and the new younger people are coming back up, but which is kind of initially what I thought to myself but then when you really take a step back and you look at it I think that the sport has become so broad that there's just more room now for more names used to be it was the same you know same three girls the same five boys um yeah. racing the same races every time Isaiah Vidal going couch to couch across the nation right <laughs> Bracken, Hunter, and Ryan, you know, and that was pretty standard no matter what distance you were looking at. Women, you had Amelia, Rose, and then. So, you know, we've seen uh, most of those races are still racing, um, but it's kind of spread out more. So we're seeing more people coming up um, and newer names. And, you know, I think it's good. It gives more incentive to to people you know yeah i think it's i think 
the hype is gone, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's not not necessarily the hype, but I would say like the novelty of it. Like that, that's a really good way to put it. A lot of the you, novelty is like, really ooh, to I'm gonna go run in the mud. Like it was something like no, oh, not many people are doing this for a profile photo anymore. Right. Let's get the fire jumping muddy picture because it's crazy. And now we're seeing the the emergence, not necessarily the emergence, but the staying of the actual athletes. Like it's not so such a fringe kind of novel thing anymore, you know? There was a point where you could only tell people if you were an obstacle course racer, what's that? Well, it's like doing Tough Mudders. It's oh, like I've heard of Tough Mudders. And right. then there was a point here in the past three years where if you would tell somebody you were a tough mutter runner, they wouldn't know. Oh, I do Spartan. But they knew they knew exactly what Spartan was. Right. No, you're you're absolutely right. It's kind of, you know, what what defines us. And I would say that now there's so many players in the field that there's not necessarily just the one thing anymore. Yeah, I would agree. It's, it's this really interesting kind of change in direction. And so, and even from, you know, we've seen, and I, I, there's been fights on this. I'm going to bring it up here though. And like so many dissection, like, like rundowns from pro athletes to, to regular coaches and stuff from, from changes in direction. You know, we've seen even in the sport from, you know, when you had originally Jody I and he created the SGX mm-hmm. line here for, for people to be, you know, certified in their gyms and Spartan Group X training. And then all of a sudden, really, when Jody I left, I feel that like lots of things changed within that that realm that you bought into this program and did all these things to be SGX certified. Yeah, now then that doesn't because now it's DECA certified. You know, now it's, all this, it's the push to get DECA and to get all the NC's gyms going. Exactly. Um, exactly so then it's deca and then they've got like this master course like these master trainers here that that spartan are- coming spartan cross they've announced is going to be a thing next year next year uh, yeah yeah in 2022 with it's you know as a as a standalone kind of series um oh speaking of series we have updates to the u.s national series for spartan um shocker the two um two of the five races that were announced in California, guess what? One of them was already canceled. So they did announce an update to the schedule um, and added an oldie, but a goodie venue of Asheville. Great Um, venue. Great time. Also a trifecta weekend. Yeah. So that is one that I have not done um, that I've always wanted to do. And then disappeared. Yeah, well, it disappeared from the calendar. So I was like, oh, I guess I lost my chance. But now it's back and it's only like three and a half hours away from me. So I think I'm going to be going. I'm so jealous. Asheville and the Black Mountains. That's I've done yeah. it two or three times. It's such a great venue. It's so humbling. It's, um, man, it's, have I told you my nickname for it? For Asheville? No. Yeah. Tell All right. Me. So for all those people that are fans of Parks and Rec out there, uh-huh. Um, I'm a huge Parks and Rec fan um, from uh-huh. Indiana, but there is a adult entertainment place in uh, Pawnee, Indiana, known as the Glitter Factory. It has an all-you-can-eat breakfast buffet there <laughs> that Ron Swanson enjoys. What? Boobies and breakfast? Yeah, man. All-you-can-eat pancakes and, and, and adult <laughs> entertainment. 
And Ron Swanson goes for the pancakes and bacon. Pancakes and breakfast. I'm down. But, but the place is called the Glitter Factory. And that's what I've always called Asheville because it's back in this quarry. And you come back and there's like all this like shiny. All the quartz and stuff. Exactly. So I call Asheville the Glitter Factory. <laughs> I will think of you if I do end up going. Your but shoes will be covered. You won't, you'll be washing it out for months and it'll be, be going knee deep in the glitter factory. Baby. Nice. Well, for those of you that are following or want to follow the U.S. National Series, there are um, adjustments to the plans. Um, it is a five race series. Number one has already happened in Jacksonville. Yep. Number two is coming up in Utah, the Beast on 717, followed by Asheville Super 731. West Virginia Beast, which is an amazing venue. Great eight, place. Eight. And then the last one they still have on the calendar is Big Bear. It ain't going to happen, but we'll you see. Think Big Bear is going to happen? No, I don't think Big Bear is going to happen. What's the date on Big Bear again? 1017. I think it'll happen. So there's That's... five races. One is already done. And the series, you get points. And the top three will count now. Um, That's so goofy. I yeah. just remember back in the day, our boy Anthony and the FS, every race counts. Yeah. Um, now, so, now it's like run no. three and pray to God. <laughs> three to five. Now, if you want to run more than three, you're more than welcome to. But the top three placements will count. Um, and currently, after one race, the series stands with VJ in first. Ryan Woods in second, our boy Logan Broadbent um, in third. And then on the women's side, we're going to see some changes because number one is Nicole Miracle, um, who we know got injured at Hilderbad. So um, that opens up a little bit. Um, Miriam, I can never pronounce her last name. Yeah, Miriam. Miriam in second, and then Rose Wetzel in third. Now, again, that's only after one race, and there's still four more to go. So We'll, we'll obviously see some changes there, but absolutely. But that is it as far as the national series goes. You know, that's all I can really think of this week. Um, yeah, we've got a big week. We're gearing up. I mean, in, in, you're gearing up for High Rocks. Yeah. In two weeks is a big weekend. We've got Indian Mud Run um, and High Rocks U.S. Championship. Um, we'll be on high rocks. I'll be doing my thing down here. Um, yep. What's your next race? Uh, that one, high rocks. Well, high I'm rocks doing a trail 5K this weekend, but that doesn't count. But okay. yeah, I'm going next I'm weekend. Making- I've got a local here. Um, it's called the Whiskey Chaser. Traditionally, they have Tame the Terrain. Mm. Um, I've done Tame the Terrain so many times, backwards and forwards, and it's for me. I was like, man. I need something different. So I'm going down and running with some friends. We're going to do the whiskey chaser. It's a 10 K. It's a good time. Fun, fun. So, yeah, so that's it for, for June and, you know, July we'll have some races. Typically we kind of slow down a little bit in the summertime when it gets hot, but we'll see what else is out there and, um, you know, keep on plugging along. Absolutely. Um, do, 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 yeah. Do, yeah. It's that magical do, time. Do, do. Uh, community kudos guys Leah who you got this week so I'm going to venture a little bit skew a little bit away from OCR for my kudos um because it's such a big kudos that I think it warrants um acknowledgement in all circles there is an athlete out there named James Lawrence also known as Iron Cowboy James 
Um, James set the Guinness records when yep. he completed 50 Ironmans in 50 days in 50 you, If you don't know the Iron Cowboy, you should check him out. Um, He's got a book. You don't, you're under a rock. <laughs> yeah, if you're then do even sport, bro. But uh, so um, Iron Cowboy James Lawrence set out on a seemingly impossible quest um, called the Conquer 100, in which he was raising money for human trafficking. Yep. And on his quest for awareness, he decided that 50 Ironmans in 50 days was not enough. He was going to double that. Let's and knock out 100, baby. Let's do 100 Ironman distances. We can't call them Ironmans because they're not sanctioned Ironman events, but whatever. 100 Ironman full triathlon distances in 100 days. And yesterday was day 99, y'all. So today is day 100. He is completing his quest. Ironman amazing it's i mean that's amazing it's incredible 2.4 mile 2.4 mile swim 112 bike and a full marathon marathon every day every day for over for 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 over three months i mean that's incredible so um i did share his his journey his fundraising links um all of that stuff on my personal um story today at ocr leah um, if you need a little bit of inspiration today, check out his quest. It's Absolutely. freaking amazing. What about you? Who are you kudosing? I'm Scott. <laughs> Scott Brackmire. Scott? Bay. Hey, you're so pretty. Dude. Hey. Okay. No, First did... of all, this man, let me tell you, he, how old is Scott? He's not a young Old enough to party, baby. Ain't no thing. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's definitely masters. He's, he's just tearing up the DECA world. You know, like, and it's, I see guys like Scott and there's this whole pile of dudes that I think like Scott, like DECA and High Rocks, they've been waiting for. Scott's one of those guys. um caleb yates don't act like i'm not watching you beautiful because he's been out there with hunter training yeah yeah my team chris balvin's been killing it and balvin's been getting ready um but but other the big other guy that i'm waiting to see fucking throw down here at the high rocks world championship is my boy kevin gregory kevin gregory has been (laughs) but my big three uh, scott scott's in a different breed there because he's a little bit older but man, Scott's I cannot wait to see. Scott's strong. I said Scott likes the deck of strong and the deck of mild. He doesn't like the running of high rocks. Yeah, yeah, sure. But I think the two guys I'm excited to see go head to head in Chicago are mm-hmm. definitely Kevin Gregory and Caleb Yates. Because those yeah. guys are very big now. <laughs> yeah, they're primed for it. High Rocks Chicago is going to be pretty freaking awesome. It's getting good. It's getting yeah. real freaking good. And I'm just... I'm happy we've got that outlet for these guys. And I'm happy mm-hmm. that we're seeing stuff like that, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's that's my shout out. Scott, you, you've been you've been doing the Lord's work, buddy. Good work. And crushing it. Awesome. I so. guess that's all we've got for this week. Uh, yeah. Leah. Check us out on social if you don't already. Um, follow us personally and the show. The show Instagram is the.supercast. You can find me at OCR Leah. And um, you can find Jacob at Brosecker. 
Um, give us a like, give us a follow. Please give us some feedback on our show notes. Um, leave us a review. We really appreciate it. Come talk sport with us. Absolutely. Until next week, I'm Jacob Bosecker. And I'm Leah Hensley. We will catch you out there. See you guys. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.